Hey everyone, Mallory here. I'm thrilled to announce a new mini-series that we're dropping on the Higher Ebb Pulse called A Guide to Graduate Marketing in 2024, a special four-part series on how to increase collaboration between marketing and enrollment management functions on college and university campuses, hosted by Shane Beglini, who leads marketing at Muhlenberg College. Over the next four weeks, join Shane as he sits down with higher ed leaders and industry experts to discuss what the graduate student journey in 2024 looks like, what grad students actually want out of their campus experience, the pressure recruiters have to fill butts and seats as the undergraduate enrollment cliff approaches, and so much more. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet your host, Shane Beglini. Hello, and thanks for joining me for this special four-part series on the Enrollify Network focused on graduate marketing and full management. I'm Shade Baglini, Chief Marketing Officer at Muhlenberg College, and today I'm joined by Mike McGetrick, Vice President of Creative and Interactive Services at Spark 451. Mike has over 25 years of experience in higher end digital marketing and has worked at numerous New York-based agencies in motion graphics at Disney Television. Mike is also an adjunct professor in the art department at Brooklyn College where he teaches graphic design, 3D, and motion graphic design, and website development, and at NYU, where he teaches digital marketing. Mike has been a host faculty member for NACAP Executive Professional Development Workshops on Interactive Marketing. Mike, thanks for joining me. It's nice to be with you, Shane. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, so Mike, we've, we've talked a lot about the graduate space based on our, our work together, but I'm interested for others to learn more about you, specifically your background in higher ed. And, and even more specifically, your background in graduate marketing, because I know it's it's really kind of your specialty and a, and a subject matter you're really passionate about. Tell you a little bit about my background. I am an individual who started his career in the New York advertising world, coming out as an undergraduate, working in the creative side, uh, creative departments of advertising agencies, and. Moving around a bit, I found myself at a regional agency that had a higher education practice. So they worked with a handful of schools and, you know, did a, a really nice job of working with those schools. And I really became passionate about higher education marketing, really just learning uh, the field and uh, garnering all the adjacent knowledge that goes into marketing higher education, the cycles of it, undergraduate, and then ultimately working a lot in graduate and finding that uh, just as fascinating. And and in my humble opinion, perhaps a little bit more challenging, no disrespect to all our undergraduate colleagues out there. I love you guys so much. And we do, of course, lots of work on the undergraduate side. Um, But graduate marketing is something I'm very passionate about. And I'm passionate about it for a number of reasons. First is that my journey personally, graduate education was incredibly transformative. I started out in the creative field. So my undergraduate degrees were in writing and studio art. And so I just really felt like early in my career that everything was solved by those two disciplines. And it got to a point where I needed to really understand a little bit more about how business worked. So I decided to get a graduate degree in management and just by, you know, by location and when I was working on a lot of website stuff, a lot of digital development and, and also outside of higher ed at the time, early in my career. And I took this graduate degree in, in, in management 
and it really transformed who I was in the world, transformed who I was from just sort of a, say, qualitative thinker, interpreted things based on intuition to one who was very data focused, understood how you know, data models worked and how economic models worked and how, how you could sort of incorporate the qualitative and quantitative into the, into the work that you do. And I sort of made that the cornerstone of my career to, to unite those things together, the art and science of uh, graduate marketing saying, you know, we need to, you know, use our intuition and understand our audiences really well from a qualitative perspective. But we really have to look at the numbers from demand generation for for particular fields and programs in, in geography to just, you know, how what kind of return you're getting on your advertising and marketing spend. So um, I'm grateful for the gratifications I've received and I'm passionate about sharing the possibilities of those experiences with future graduate students. And that's what keeps me going, uh, working with my teams on, on on a host of graduate programs that we market for and have partnerships with. So that's a little bit of my background. Um, hope it's a good context for our conversation. Yeah, I think it is. And I, and I think it's a good lead into to what we want to talk about here. So I, I appreciate the, you know, you sharing the value of what graduate meant for you. Um, because my first question is, you know, I think we're seeing, especially in 2023, going into 2024, we're seeing the value of, a, of higher education in general be under more scrutiny than ever. So how have you worked with schools and clients to explain the value, specifically the value of graduate degrees in 2024 to prospective students? I think there are, you know, competitive forces at work that are trying to undermine the value of a graduate degree on a number of fronts, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you, it, it, there's a, a cost here from an opportunity perspective, you know, you could, you know, coming right out of undergraduate certain fields in particular science engineering have these high starting salaries. And by getting a graduate degree, you're squandering that opportunity and, you know, perhaps putting off the, the great compensation that could be coming your way. Um, so fair enough in that argument, I'll accept it. Um, also, another argument is that there are tons of skills-based uh, replacement offerings. And, uh, you know, these, these are akin to like Michael Porter's five forces of competition, right? So graduate marketing has so many forces of competition inspiring guests at the moment. But, you know, there, there are, of course, more than enough arguments to counter them in the contrary. So that on the skills replacement side, we have lots and lots of, you know, MOOCs. We have Coursera. We have short courses. We have free training centers. We have LinkedIn Learning. We have Udemy. You, you name it. There are so many ways to get skills. And I think those those are great resources. But when I, when I think you're looking at something differently for graduate education. I think you're looking for not just change. I think you're looking for transformation. That's a, a more uh, proper way of looking at the value of graduate education. You want a program that's going to give you a trajectory toward that either manager that's above you who has a particular position that earns a certain amount of money that you want to get to, or there's a person you want to become. A, a professional that you want to become and 
graduate marketing is the sh- uh, graduate education. I'm sorry, is the shortcut to getting to that, and you know, just building up skills um, in, in individual you know disciplines and software applications, and uh, you know, those are great, but you need a program that's going to be designed to put them all together and get and get you where you need to go. Um, so. You know, we've been really emphasizing that transforma- transformative experience, uh, a comprehensively designed curriculum, and really looking at the outcomes that that institution delivers and and getting you, you know, really where you need to go. I think there's another argument to be made, Shane, about coming out of undergraduate, just sort of the momentum that you have and where you've come in your education and your major and and how uh, let's say embedded and and focused on it you are so you might be I'll bring up computer science again you might be a senior in an undergraduate program and getting really good at machine learning and you want to keep going on the research side and, and develop that or you're getting really interested in a particular topic and you want to double down on that and a graduate education gives you an enormous opportunity to continue that that path you started and really master it and that's the name of the degree of course and you're not going to lose that value you're gonna you're gonna multiply that value those whatever that one year or or two years it's, it's more in depth of a graduation is ultimately going to pay off in the end so so many arguments to be made for graduate education still delivering tons and tons of value. I really appreciate the point about the various levels of competition. You know, when we think about our competition directly, I think a lot of times we think about, oh, you know, what are the schools that are in a in a you know blank mile radius? But but really we should be thinking about, like you said, LinkedIn learning, Coursera, other options that people have um, to gain the skills and knowledge they need. Um, and, and really, you know, it speaks to that kind of motivation of, I need, I need these extra skills to get where I want to go. There are more options out there for you, but so how do we as marketers that explain, here's why a graduate degree is, is more valuable than getting all of these different things. So I, I really appreciate that point you made and it, you know, kind of gets me to my next question about motivations for graduate students to, to pursue their advanced degree. You and I would both agree that those motivations are very, very different than the traditional undergraduate student. So what are some of the key motivators that you see and, and you work with your clients on around graduate students and how can marketers make sure they're effectively highlighting and addressing those in their messaging? There's a couple of things there. The first is, I would say the number one answer we get is people are looking to advance in their current field, right? There's a certain level of achievement and a certain level of, of pedigree that individuals need when going after higher level positions or higher salary positions in their current industry. And so if you're looking to separate yourself from the competition for those positions, there are objective ways of doing that, right? And and the first and foremost, I would say, you know, in addition to on the job experience is is having an advanced degree saying, okay, you've shown that you're willing to put in the effort to increase your skill and and transform who you are um, by putting in the hard work for graduate education. And so, you know, nothing says that like 
uh, a nice master's degree on the resume. So like that is, you know, first and foremost, advancing in their current field. Second, I would say is to change careers. Uh, someone who's looking for moving over from one career to another, I can't think of anything better um, for accomplishing that uh, career task than than a master's degree or graduate education of any kind. You want to move from uh, you you took a let's say broad liberal arts subject as an undergraduate student, and while you may have absolutely loved you know philosophy and you didn't go to law school, or you loved being an English major and you didn't go into publishing. Um, and, and you know you got this great education. Now let's let's transform that awesome liberal arts education you had into some uh, career oriented field, data analysis, public health, public administration, you name it. So many ways to transform an awesome uh, liberal arts background into a career focused uh, look. You know, career minded resume, a career minded background. Uh, you know, an institution will, will, will recruit you for and bring you on for. So, you know, those two are my tops. And another is the third, I kind of touched upon it earlier. My answer was really advancing your, your undergraduate knowledge. This is for people who are going straight from undergrad uh, to graduate. That idea that you, you really started on something strong and you're embedded in it at the moment, it really moving in a, a nice direction, building that knowledge, going straight into a master's degree. Well, some people might frown upon it. Some parents maybe don't want to pay the bill. There's nothing to say that's that's not a great path, right? Because you're you're really motivated on by the subject and, and want to go in depth, you know, perhaps for a research track, perhaps independent projects that you want to continue to work on maybe look at it as a, a catalyst to doing a startup and so just you know lots of great reasons to go straight out of undergraduate education and, and maybe even just you know one more finishing year um of, of getting a, a better more attractive resume or a higher level higher paying uh starting position so you know lots of great reasons lots of great motivations but the majority of them, of course, are, are career-driven. And um, we, as colleges and universities and the institutions that support them, you know, really have to understand those motivations. That's, that's key to delivering value. If you're a provost and you're designing programs with your faculty and program directors to people who are in our position, Shane, who are helping to to package and, and market those degrees and, and reach the audiences to help facilitate their decision making. You know, we need to understand those motivations and be able to articulate how the solutions we're bringing into the market are among the best decisions they can, they can make. I would say that that's one of the bigger disconnects I think that graduate marketing professionals probably experience on their campuses is the idea, especially in, in, a, in a liberal arts setting the idea that you know this is a more transactional experience for, for folks that are that are pursuing a graduate degree they they want to get to the next level of the career they're looking for a specific outcome versus the undergraduate experience is, is it's all about you know finding out what you want to do experiencing college and so i think those two things are are sometimes in opposition so i think 
what you just mentioned is really important when kind of talking to leadership, talking to colleagues across campus. And it informs sort of the graduate student uh, enrollment journey, which is what I want to talk with you about next. Um, the, the student journey for graduate students and decision-making process is very different. You know, sometimes spanning three years to make that decision yeah. from from inquiry to yes, I'm going to do this. Um, so, how can marketers kind of as effectively keep prospective graduate students engaged, knowing that the the decision making process is longer, um, but also balancing the need to meet bottom lines and achieve results and and reporting out to leadership and things of that nature. Hey everyone, it's Mallory. I'm hosting the Engage Summit this summer in Raleigh, North Carolina. The theme of the conference is AI Got You. We're not just talking theories. This conference is your guide to understanding and applying AI at your institution. By the end, you won't just get AI. You'll be ready to lead your campus through an AI transformation. It's for everyone who wants to use AI to level up everything you're doing. Whether your focus is to recruit or retain, the Summit offers a platform to learn, network, and bring back actionable insights to enhance your student engagement strategies. I hope you'll join me and some of your favorite Enrollify creators in Raleigh on June 25th and 26th, like Jamie Hunt, Dustin Ramsdale, and Allison Tercio. Use the discount code Enrollify50, and you can register for just $99. So join us at the Engage Summit this June. Learn more and register at engage.element451.com. We can't wait to see you there. Everyone who's worked in higher education marketing understands the concept of a funnel, right? You have your discovery research period or the awareness period where you're really just thinking about a degree you might want to pursue or a school you might want to become a part of. You're doing independent research, you're hearing from people, you're putting feelers out into your networks saying, hey, I'm kind of interested in here. And then you know, people will start chiming in for you, sending you things, you can do research on your own. Uh, there was a study by LinkedIn a few years back called the Graduate Intender Study, which I liked um, that put forth that people make a short list of three schools um, when they're in this, you know, sort of interest or initial interest phase and they make that short list before reaching out to that school before becoming an inquiry and that in the majority of the time people are choosing a school from that short list that they make and so you know the whole idea is how do i you know market to people who are doing this? we'll get to that later so that's you know your initial phase right that discovery, awareness phase. Second, of course, is the inquiry phase where they are coming and and actually kicking your tires a little bit more, perhaps coming to attend an event, filling out your form. Once they've identified themselves to us, we have we consider the nurture phase, right? Where we're sharing with them valuable information about our programs, about our institution, about the field about um, success stories that we've had and that that begins could be a long loop chain right now as you mentioned it could be three years from that initial inquiry to when they enroll but 
that's the the cycle that we're dealing with. So thankfully, we have CRM software that helps us manage that. Um, we've got great great solutions like Element Work Fifty One and and Slate, and you name that 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 help us manage that nurture cycle, whether it be you know two months on, on the short end to you know three years on the long end. We've got the application phase where the student actually applies and and more often than not we need to really nudge them to complete that application people are busy in their lives and we need to move them move them forward so again our crm becomes very important in this process um in the application phase once they've submitted their application we have to sort of wait our time um for all the materials to come in and then and then make the decision and we need to be in communication with them um during that time keeping them engaged reminding them of why they applied and then when that decision comes in of course you know there may be a, mul- a multitude of institutions to which they've applied and when they've been admitted to our institution we have to reinforce that this is a great decision and other students have come to this program and, and gotten great success and great, great value out of that. So it's really important to demonstrate outcomes in that admitted yield phase. And 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 once once they've committed to us a little bit, we need to you know keep them engaged also until the program begins. And then, most important of all, I believe from a marketing perspective, is delivering an excellent experience to those students. Um, cause people, people talk, people tell each other, and especially if it's a bad experience, if there's coming out of the gate, you know, getting a bad professor in a class, I know that doesn't happen at any institution, but wanting to make sure that you're delivering quality and value and that, you know, we're keeping an eye on, on, on the quality of the product and that's in our classrooms and in our online forums and making sure that, that, that product is, is great so that the next student we have to go out and recruit can hear those good things and the value is being constantly delivered. So you, know, you look at that from a, a mental model perspective and it's a lot to swallow, but you know, it's, it's one piece at a time and, and but you have to look at all the pieces and that top of the funnel awareness, um, that first phase, you know, there's, there's a lot to think about there. It's managing the, the brand of the institution right so that students have to have a little bit of impression it's, it's it's perhaps less important on the graduate side right well you touched upon the undergraduate contrast the undergraduates the coming age of experience you're looking to buy the university uh at the graduate level they're looking to enroll in the program itself so the program's reputation and perhaps that school that it belongs to is more important than the university's brand although the university brand is important as well so you know making sure that when they're searching out and doing that initial research what are they finding are they finding terrible comments out in reddit about that program and and you know what what can you do to correct that misinformation and hopefully it's misinformation and you know just being aware of what people are finding about your graduate program so lots of things that that we do, you know, to help with that, just social listening, using machine learning to 
put a, a category on the conversations that are happening around um, your programs out in the wild. Just looking at this journey as something to be not afraid of, but managed uh, as part of a larger program. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I like that you went from kind of start to finish on that decision-making process because I think, again, the you mentioned earlier in, in our in our talk here that graduate marketing is is arguably you could make the argument more difficult than undergraduate marketing. I, I think we're starting from a place in the graduate space where people we're trying to convince people to come back to school to make this major commitment to something their time their money their their bandwidth their you know their personal lives so you're gonna have to sacrifice all of that. So I think I think it. It's really important that you just laid all of that out to to really shed a light on this is how graduate students are making this decision not the same as undergraduate students you know undergraduate students when we're talking about the search phase and we're purchasing lists like these are people that are intending to go to school now we've just got to explain the value of our school graduate students you know if they're in the just sort of really peripheral awareness phase or, or really just starting to think about this, we're, we're, we're really selling them. It's a sales process from start to finish, even after they deposit, even after they commit to us, you know, the, there's some guarantees that they're going to at, at the 11th hour, not back outside. I really appreciate you kind of you know, driving down that whole path of here's how graduate students make this decision. Cause I think it's really informative to, to people not in the, in the weeds of graduate marketing. Um, and so I kind of want to take a look back, um, to the, to, to the changes that you've seen in the graduate recruitment space since the COVID-19 pandemic, how have things shifted, how have, um, the pressures and the responsibilities of graduate professionals shifted and what are some of the changes that you've seen during that time period? Yes. So I think there's the most obvious change that was happening anyway was uh, just the convenience factor of, of online education. You know, that was a mega trend that was happening already. And I would say that, you know, we were, if I, if I was looking at some particular metrics like uh, graduate searches, you know, graduate Google searches on a weighted model between on on campus and online programs is probably be 50 50 of, of those searches and, and the intention of the individuals that were and and since covid that's been you know a shift to about 80 percent of of the searches revolve around online graduate programs so that's that's a major shift there and you know one that i think will continue of course and and there's just so much that of, about convenience that a vast majority of graduate students are looking for that i think that there will be a shift back to hybrid but there will always need to be some level of flexibility for individuals to consume the course offerings online you know let, let's just face it like if you're not at least making an effort to 
say there's there's a hybrid offering here or we're making it flexible enough for you to consume this content asynchronously to fit into your life someplace that you're really going to be facing an uphill battle all right so that's job one the second thing i'd like to say about uh one of the transformations from covid is the really the recruitment process and our use of events in, in graduate marketing has shifted rather significantly. There, I'll, I'll give the example of, let's say, an on-campus open house or information session for graduate studies. I could count on, uh, let's say, the show rate of an on-campus information session to be somewhere between 50 and 75% prior to COVID. And now I am seeing situations where it, in some schools at least, um, it's more like a 25% show rate for an on-campus event post-COVID. And, you know, how do I interpret this? I, I, I suggest, I, I really think it's that, you know, people are interested. It just takes a lot more to get people out of the house and to show up at a place, you know, people were, were a lot more motivated and willing to just, you know, get out and go someplace before. And now it's like, ah, you know, maybe I'll you know, do it the next time and something will get away. Actually getting people to show up someplace is harder than ever before. And that is one of the key things for us. You know, we all have great charismatic faculty who can put on a great meeting or a great workshop or information session and they can be so pivotal in their role in recruiting students and and you know that's that's something that shouldn't be you know missed out on it's like we have that's that's historically been the number one correlating factor with recruiting students is um, exposure to faculty in the program and and getting them in front of those faculty is is harder. So the need to put on a great virtual show is a natural outcome of this. And we've had schools asking us to step up the production value of those virtual information sessions to do just that, you know, to to have greater storytelling ability, have a greater ex- more engaged experience. You know, how do we engage these virtual audiences so they don't just, you know, turn up the cameras and, and lay back and listen passively? You know, so asking us to have an engagement surveys and and introductory videos and, and looping videos while they're in the, the waiting room. Um and 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 live, you know, green screen backgrounds for the faculty to talk over the the slides that they have to make it more engaged. So a higher production value being put on these virtual information sessions to counteract those low show rates that we have uh, on those events is a big transformation. And then finally, just you know, the absolute deep emphasis on on digital marketing and, and being in that marketplace. That's where students are graduate marketing, in particular, that's where students are doing all their research, doing all their research in the, in the digital spaces. They are. Um, you know, to some extent, the algorithms on the digital platforms 
are exposing them to more competition. Um, Facebook, for example, will categorize someone as interested in, in graduate studies if they looked at another school's ad and now they'll see yours. Or if they, if you, if you put the, the effort into marketing and you happen to hit a student and get engaged, well, Facebook's adding them to that list of individuals who are interested in, in grad studies and they're going to show the, that same person competition's at. So that competition heats up as these algorithms get going. So all this makes our jobs a little bit harder post-COVID, um, but I think it we still have the value proposition of the transformations of the programs that we offer. You know, their ability to to you know alter the trajectory of a career and and improve it that's still there. But yeah, lots of changes, lots of changes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that in life in general, editing. So, so the next, as we wrap up here, Mike, I'm asking all of our guests to, and so you get first crack here because this is episode number one. So we absolutely will revisit these. So, so no pressure. How do you see graduate enrollment marketing changing over the next several years, given specifically the, the uh, undergraduate enrollment cliff coming up? What are some of your predictions of things that we'll see? Okay. Well, number one, which anyone who's listening to this, who's interested in graduate education graduate marketing already knows and that's that your presidents are going to put the pressure on graduate to to make up for shortfalls and to the extent that they're knowledgeable at the numbers in the space those expectations may be unrealistic maybe overly optimistic and hopeful about the role that graduate can can play in offsetting potential uh, shortfalls in your undergraduate market. So that's number one. The, the expectations coming down from the board um, and, and the president's office are going to be high and say, okay, well, we need you to make up for these shortfalls for graduate marketing. So the pressure will, will continue for people in this profession. Number two, I think that there's a, a potential for an explosive new set of fields um, to come about as a result of AI. And we may have a, a renaissance, uh, if you will. There, you know, I've, I've seen, I've been around long enough to see some like bubbles in graduate marketing, graduate education. Um, we, you know, extremely early in my career, um, just sort of like this transformation to a computer-centric world created a massive bubble of graduate education a real emphasis on you know the mba and and its transformative power you know created somewhat of a, a business marketing bubble at, at some point i think we've seen analytics programs create new opportunities and 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 allow institutions to grow enrollment by Know, having new offerings so i think the the realm of ai well maybe no one's thought of it yet uh and certainly the great minds aren't thinking about it you know, i think there's there's an opportunity there for another uh renaissance and new types of programs that we can't even think about yet 
And finally, Shane, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a big kind of tech geek and I'm into a lot of experimental things. And I, I taught in an interactive department at, in a college for 17 years in the art departments. I did a lot of experimental media stuff. And so I think metaverse, AR, VR are going to be transformative for graduate education. And, you know, Apple's coming out with their Vision Pro on February 2nd. And so they're getting deep into the game of immersive spatial computing. And, you know, what could be more engaging and, and exciting and a better canvas to apply all these new developments than training and education that, you know, needs simulation, needs experience. And so, you know, to the extent to which our great faculty minds, curriculum developers can, can work with technologists and then of course, marketers to bring these forces together and, and, and create really compelling graduate offerings. Um, I, I think it's an exciting opportunity. So, uh, look for lots of innovation in the metaverse, AR, VR space, and graduate education. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in, in that AI bubble creating new programs. I think that's a it's a really interesting thing to watch as as we go forward here. Um, so, so Mike, that's that's it for our episode. Really appreciate you joining us. I really enjoyed this conversation as I usually do talking to you about graduate marketing. Uh, but I think others will too. So for the listeners, I hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Enroll of My Podcast. Today's episode is part of a four-part series on graduate marketing and enrollment management brought to you by Enrollify at Element 451. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor, hit that follow and subscribe button. And please join me next week for part two of this series where we'll be exploring graduate student experience with a dean and faculty member from the Medill School at Northwestern University. Mike, thanks again for joining me. Shane, it was an absolute pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The Higher Ed Pulse is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our show helps higher ed marketers and admission pros find their next big idea and features a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Brian Gross, Eddie Francis, Jenny Lee Fowler, and so many of your favorite leaders in higher ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the next generation AI student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful and personalized interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.